Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. I want to read from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. I actually was going to talk about something else this morning, but um, as I was reading this, I just felt like I needed to go through these a couple of verses. Um, So this won't be as polished as sometimes uh, these are. We're just going to read some scripture and talk about it. Uh, So this is 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. A lot of us have heard some of this before. It says, preach the word of God. Paul is talking to Timothy uh, and teaching him what it means to pastor, uh, what it means to be a leader in the kingdom. He says, preach the word of God. Um, just those five words. When, when you're bringing something to somebody, God has already said everything that needs to be said. You, you don't have to think of extra smart stuff. Be filled with the Word of God. Like, let that fall out of your mind and heart and life. Don't, we don't need everybody's smarts. Yeah. We need God's word. Yeah. Yeah. That's what people need to hear. So it is, it is like the, the best thing you can do as a leader, fall in love with the word of God. The best thing you can do if you're supposed to lead in any area of the church saturate your life with the Word of God so you can preach the Word of God. You, t- you teach the Word of God. Um, I can't tell you how many times things have, have not been what they need to be because people are not preaching the Word of God. They're preaching their own thoughts. They're preaching their own wisdom. They're talking about some kind of new this or that. Just, God said it all. So we're good. We just need to repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat and then pray for illumination so that our hearts are actually awakened to the truth that's already there. Uh, so then he says, be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. There are going to be times as a leader uh, well, I'll tell you this. There's times that you, you don't get to pick and choose when you parent. Right. That's true. You don't get to pick and choose when you have to like step into a parent moment. You just got to be ready to be a great parent at the moment that you need to be a great parent. Same thing with leadership. You don't get to pick and choose when you're going to be a good leader or not. You, you just got to be prepared Time in, time out, say the thing that you need to say. So that's why it's, if you're going to be that kind of leader, you have to build in your life, um, you have to build in your life a system that will move that stuff out of your life when you're not prepared for it. So if you prepare when you're like not in, uh, in a time where you have to say something right away or you have to do, if you build that as a system of your life, you'll always be prepared. Yeah. So that what that means is like you, you, you always are learning. Yeah. 
You're always teaching yourself. You're always taking notes. You're always reading your Bible. You're always praying. You're always, you have that set aside in your life every day. All in and out. It's a discipline that lets you be able to have flexibility to be the leader that you're supposed to be whenever you're supposed to be it because you don't get to pick and choose the times when you have to be a great leader. So be prepared uh, to do that whether the time is favorable or not. That, that's what a great leader is. Patiently correct. So that means people don't do the things that you tell them to do when you tell them to do it the first 15 times. So patiently correct. Don't give up on somebody when they haven't, told, haven't done it three times well. When you've told them three times to do it this way, and the fourth time they do it the wrong way again, patiently correct. Yeah, that's great. Just patiently, because people were patient with you. And, and, and so people were, were, were nice to you and when you didn't get it. And people gave you grace and grace and grace. So patiently correct. Um, I'm thinking through, like, with Watson. Like, he's got a little thing right now where he just, at some points, he just, like, grabs his food and goes, and just mic drops it on the floor and then looks at me like, that was awesome, wasn't it? You know, like, that's his thing. Um, And I have to patiently keep telling, no. We're not doing that. That's not what we do. And he'll continually, he'll, like, he will patiently do it wrong. Like over and over, but um, I can't get upset at that. I can't quit doing that. I can't. I just gotta patiently correct to get him. And and that's how we lead. Like when you're talking about leading teens, patiently correct, because because they don't get it. They they as a teenager develops a very hard shell over their brain for like 20 years. And then after that, then it starts dissipating. Um, but you, you just got to patiently correct. Um, and then rebuke, too. Like the rebuke part, that rebuke part is so important. Because there has to be moments where you tell people, that's not right. That's not right. You can't do that. There, there has to be moments where you'd say, it has to be a stop. Not, nope, just that quick. It doesn't have to be a lot of flowery language. Yeah. Don't, don't turn a, hey, I need you to stop doing this into a four-hour conversation. Oh, wow. That's great. That's good. That's awesome. But the only way that you can rebuke is first you've patiently corrected. Yeah. Because then they know that you love them, yeah. that you've stayed in their life. And so when you stay in their life like that over and over again, that means that you have the ability at some points to say, I need you to stop that right now. Mm-hmm. That is not healthy for anybody. Yeah. That's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for other people, and I need you to stop. Right. And then encourage. Encourage people. Always, let, always, always point people to who they could be. Always point people to their potential. Always point people to there's another level that you have in your life. Right. Encourage them. Encourage them. Encourage them. Encourage them. So it's not just patiently correcting. It's not just rebuking. It's also encouraging. It's saying, I, hey, I want you to see what you, what you could be. Right. 
Um, now, verse 3 is, is something I really want you to see here. Because he, he's just teaching Timothy, hey, this is how you lead. This is, this is how I want you to be a leader. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome te- teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Okay, so I, I want to spend a little time on this, and I want you to hear and see me um, so, you, so you can really feel what I'm talking about, because this could be misconstrued, and I don't want it to get misconstrued, but um, this, this verse is a, is a poster child for why unity is so important in the church. Never in our lives... Have we ever lived in in an age where people can listen to anything that they want to? And I'm not talking about like just, you know, like music or whatever. I'm talking about like a Christian can find a sermon on anything they want to. And I want you to see what Paul said here. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires. And they will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Here, I want to tell you this. This is not the teacher's fault. I want you to see that. This is not the teacher's fault. These are not the different pastors' fault. He, Paul isn't saying that that's their issue at all. He actually says they will follow their own desires. They will look for whatever their itching ears want to hear. It is the person that is going and trying to find something that, oh, I don't. So this is why, let, let me tell you, this is why unity is so important. And this is why you have to be planted in the house that God has planted you in. Because when you're planted in the house that God has planted you in, then you sit and you listen to the pastor that God has put in your life. You sit and listen to the leader that God has put in your life. And you will hear things that you may necessarily don't want to hear. But it's good for you, and you're not leaving, and you're not moving around and saying, you know what, I just don't want to hear that right now. What I really need to hear is I need to hear uh, something on healing, because I just really, I just wanted to, I feel like I'm not healed, and I'm not thinking, or I just need to hear about vulnerability right now, and, 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 or I need to hear about this thing over here, I need to hear about this thing over here. And all of a sudden, what you're doing is you are letting your emotions lead and guide you to try to find whatever you want to hear and feed you in such a way that when you get done, you're like, well, I just listened to a sermon. I'm good. I'm, I'm doing and great. No, 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 no. Hold on. No. Did you, did you just run around and try to find something that will make you feel good? So, so let me dumb it down just a little bit more. So you got some sin in your life. So you know somebody who preaches a lot of grace. So you go and listen to them. So you can feel better about yourself, you know. You know, like oh, I, I've got, I've got too much, I've got too much pride right now. So I, I um, I just want to hear somebody that kind of preaches like they give me a big hug. 
I wonder who could do that. Or you're, you're feeling, um, you, you're feeling uh, so you want something to feed your pride, so you start letting, listening to more intellectual talks because you want to just be smarter than everybody in the room. Okay. I, so I, what I'm saying, what, what, what I'm saying is that, it, it, that what Paul is talking about thousands of years ago is happening at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I am not, listen to me what I'm saying. I listen to different preachers. Yeah. I do. I, I listen to sermons and I love them. And they're great and they're awesome. But I'm not listening to those people trying to get something to uh, further what I already think. I am listening to those sermons so that they knock me off of my own stupid thinking. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody to knock me off of what I'm already thinking I'm right on. And if you don't have that, then you get into this running around. So, so let me go back again to why unity is so important. When you're planted in the house of God and there are people that know you and there are people that care about you, they are going to say the things you need to hear, not that you want to. And that's what you have to hear. And so that's why it's so good to say, hey, you know what, right now I'm going to listen through all these leadership talks that Pastor Ben has, has done because I know that they're aimed towards me yeah. because he's praying for me yeah. and he's praying for our church yeah. and our house and God's giving him wisdom for where we need to go yeah. at this moment. And it's not about me and it's not about my pride. I don't need anybody listening to this or that. That is not what I'm talking about. That's crap. I don't need anybody to validate me or to tell me who I need to be or God does that and I'm fine with that. But what I am so interested in is making sure that we are unified in such a way that we understand that, oh, this is our house and God speaks to us through this and it is important that I get unified with the words of this house. Because it helps me. It, it me. It knocks me where I need to be. Sorry, this isn't more polished than I usually do, but I just wanted to talk about. I just wanted to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, right. That's awesome. Um, I, I I think, um, and then in verse five, then he goes back to Timothy after he says all this. He says, "But you should keep a clear mind in every situation." And I I just I I think that's so good because as a leader, like even thinking about like people that you lead and people and, and different things that you're running into and situations that you run into um, that can fill your heart and mind. Yeah. And that all of a sudden um, you're taking on more of their life than you should oh, as a leader. Um, and, that's why, and that's why Paul said, keep a clear mind in every situation. Yeah. Like, God, clear my mind. Like, clear my, I got a lot of junk running around. Clear my mind. In every situation. Like, just, and and God needs us as leaders to have clear minds. So, so clear minds mean that we forgive quickly. Clear minds mean that 
we give grace when we don't want to. Clear minds mean that we don't emotionally respond to things when somebody does something stupid. That's a clear mind. Um, it's hard to have clear minds. It's hard when you're a leader. But um, that's what Paul said. But you, you, you should. I love that he said should because I think he knows how hard it is. Uh, you know, like that's kind of like the parent that says, hey, don't do what I do, do what I say. Yep. And, you know, like right. I love that Paul is saying, but you should. <laughs> I might not always keep a clear mind, but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. And then he said this, don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. As a leader in our church, in any church, in the kingdom of God, suffering is that that is right next to you. So don't be afraid of it. You, you, you can't be afraid of any suffering situation for the Lord. Uh, and, and you can't be afraid of those kind of things when, when you have um, these, these moments where you feel like, man, this is just hard. I don't know if I can do this. Uh, don't be afraid. Don't, don't be afraid. It, just, just walk right in it. And then he says, work at telling others the good news. Yeah. This is work. You got to work at trying to get into somebody's life. Mm-hmm. You got to work at that. Work at telling others the good news. But also, uh, it's good news. So, so just remember that it's good that what we're sharing. Yeah. So it's good work. Like, it should feel like, oh, this is good. I'm glad I'm, yeah. I'm doing this. Yeah. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. And I just want to let everyone know that God has given every single person in this room ministry. So carry out the ministry. So, so I, the, the last thing I want to bring out of this is that um, there is a load that is required that you carry mm-hmm. as, as a leader. There's a, it's easier not to be a leader. Yeah. You, don't carry, you don't carry things. Wow. Right. If anybody has ever traveled with your family before, if you travel with little kids, <laughs> there is something in there that you're just like, man, because they're, they're running around fast. You can see it. You can see families all the time. They've run up and down the jetway and all around and everything and every, all that kind of stuff. Running around and the parents are always, come back, come here, get. And they can do that because the parents are carrying all of the load. And as a leader, sometimes it might feel like you want to put down all the suitcases and just run around. But you're never going to get to where you're supposed to get to. And you're never going to have all the things that you need to have. Because if somebody just doesn't see that and says, that's the load I'm supposed to carry. That's the load. So, so as a ministry, you've got to fully carry out the ministry. Yeah. God is fully carry it out. 
There, there are things that you just put on your back and you say, God, I'm, I'm grateful that I can, right. I can carry this out. Yeah. You know, and I am so thankful. The last thing I'll say and then we'll talk. Uh, I am so thankful for people who treat hard work as it's not hard. I, that is one of the most endearing qualities to me that treat hard work like it's not hard. That is, those are people I like to do ministry with. Hey church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.